You are listening to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This podcast explores how your Christian faith is connected to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Hi, welcome to the podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm your host today. Our guest is a returning guest, Reverend Dr. Wayne Hillsden. And uh, Wayne is uh, a longtime friend of First Century Foundations, and we have known each other for quite a number of years. Uh, Wayne is the co-founder of King of Kings Community in Jerusalem and also the president of the Fellowship of Israel-Related Ministries, or FIRM. And uh, Wayne, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Always good to be with you. And we get many opportunities, especially in Israel, and uh, looking forward to face-to-face again in the fall here in Canada. Yeah, well, we are looking forward to having you and having you share with us as we gather for our Israel Prayer Watch Summit on the 24th of September at uh, Portico in Mississauga. We'll talk about that uh, more a little bit later, but uh, want to just get caught up today, Wayne, and also uh, have you get a, give us a little bit of uh, background uh, about your relationship with First Century Foundations. I know that uh, our founder, Reverend Clyde Williamson, Clyde and Marion, have uh, been involved and in part of your life for many years, and probably you were their first contact when uh, when Clyde came to Israel. Tell us a little bit about how that all transpired and, and how First Century Foundations got got born. Sure. Well, we moved to Israel in 1983 to establish a congregation along with another Canadian couple, Jim and Kathy Canelon. Uh, and prior to that, I actually knew Clyde and Marion Williamson uh, from their ministry in Ontario. And uh, after we got to Israel, uh, Clyde got very involved in Israel as well, initially uh, helping a number of organizations uh, that weren't necessarily Christian, mostly Jewish organizations, doing a lot of humanitarian work. And uh, a few years after we got to Israel, Clyde and I went out for a walk, and we were on the streets of Jerusalem. And he said, Wayne, I just feel a burden to get more involved with uh, the body of Messianic Jewish believers in Israel. And tell me how I can do that. And my suggestion to Clyde was to get to know the leadership, to uh, see what they're actually doing on location, just to visit them, um, not try to go and get a speaking engagement, but simply get to know people one-on-one, build relationships of trust. And Clyde followed that recommendation, in fact, built solid relationships with over 70 different ministries in the country. And since that time, uh, supporting many of those ministries in very practical ways, and now that you, Jeff, are in leadership in the organization, you're carrying on that vision and doing it exceptionally well. Well, that's one of the things I think that uh, drew us to, um, you know, be involved in this ministry was that it was relationally based and mission focused. You know, we really appreciate and have benefited from these uh, deep relationships that uh, that Clyde and Marion have built in the land. And as a matter of fact, I mean, 
Clyde went uh, with me the first couple of times, introduced me to all the leaders and those relationships, uh, you know, have continued. And now some of our very good friends, uh, you know, are among these people. And it's just amazing to be able to go back and forth to sit and connect with them. And I think that one of the things they uh, they tell us uh, over and over again is that they appreciate uh, this ministry here in Canada because of the fact that, you know, we don't come wanting anything from them. I don't know always, uh, you know, what they're alluding to there, but but they they just appreciate that it's that it's relationally based, and that we are there to pray for them and support them and listen to them, and and uh, it really has been a one of the greatest joys of my life to be able to uh, to be involved and to be connected in this. And we are grateful. Uh, you know, we stand on the shoulders of Clyde and Marion and all of the uh, the groundwork, the foundational work that they did to, to build this network in the land of Israel. It really is a, a special, special thing. So um, appreciate the background because, you know, it helps, I think, people listening or watching to know a little bit more about the ministry. Now, prayer was also a, a focal point in in Clyde's ministry. Uh, talk a little bit about that and his involvement uh, there around King of Kings. Yes, well, one thing that happened that was quite miraculous is that the Lord allowed us to be able to purchase uh, Jerusalem's largest movie theater and turn that into a an auditorium and performing arts center, but also uh, serves as our sanctuary for King of Kings. And uh, it's been amazing to see how the Lord has used that facility. But then soon after we bought and rebuilt that, that auditorium, uh, the Lord gave us an opportunity to purchase the top floor of the same building, the 21st floor. And we turned it into what we called the Jerusalem Prayer Tower. But before we even took that floor and renovated it, Clyde and I uh, really partnered together in the vision of that. And in fact, he even had a vision for how the structure uh, would be, the layout of the property. He said, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great if in the, the prayer room itself, that would be kind of like the Holy of Holies, and then around the prayer room where there would be offices for administration, it would be kind of like the holy place. And then we have these amazing views of almost the entire city of Jerusalem. And those corridors or lookouts that we have, uh, Clyde kind of envisioned that as kind of the courts outside the, the temple precincts. And uh, so it, it is modeled in that way. And Clyde had such a uh, lot to contribute in even the design of the place. And then Clyde would regularly come and pray with us in the prayer tower and invite uh, leaders that he had already developed a relationship around the country, invite them to come to the prayer tower, pray with them and over them uh, in that sacred space. And so that's been amazing. And also, as you know, Jeff, there we have on the wall, the inside wall of the prayer room, uh, first century foundations and bios of all of the various leaders that you connect with and uh, people that come to pray uh, join in and they pray for these individual ministries and they actually have the uh, the vision and the the essentials of each of those ministries so they can pray with some uh, knowledge 
So that's been exciting. And that continues till today. Amazing. Wonderful background. And uh, again, you know, we're we're just blessed to be a part of it. And it was really out of this um, this burden for prayer that, you know, Clyde and Marion had and have have passed on to us. And, and the Lord has, uh, you know, put this on our hearts as well, that uh, when we met as a staff team last December, we um, really felt the Lord was calling us to go across Canada and call believers together to pray for Israel, um, not just not just in the general sense, although we you know we want to do that, but also to pray against uh, this growing tide of anti-Semitism that we are seeing in our world, and uh, we're seeing it right here in in Canada as well, sadly. And so, uh, you know, we we just really felt that this was kind of the the message that God wanted us to bring to to call believers together in various parts of the country, and to join in concerted prayer, and and then also to you know sign a solidarity pledge that as believers in the Jewish Messiah, we stand against anti-Semitism and we support Israel, we support the Jewish people. So this is something that we've embarked on, and uh, my wife and I, Sharon and I, have. Uh, done sort of the western side of Canada. We left uh, 1st of June and went all the way out to Vancouver Island and and to Vancouver um, throughout the month of June. And then uh, we just leave here in a couple weeks again to head out to the East Coast and work our way back to Ontario uh, with this same message. And of course, the whole thing is going to culminate with the summit, with the Israel Prayer Watch Summit, where you will be our keynote speaker, and we have a couple of other guests. Bill Prankard will be with us as well. Jason Luscombe from Eastern Ontario and Quebec District of the PAOC. And uh, and we pray others will join us also. But uh, this has been the vision. And and I think one of the reasons that, that I've been so uh, burdened about this is the impact of replacement theology in many of our evangelical churches. Um, across this country and, and of course, around the world. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I know, you know, we, we know what it is, but but people listening, people watching, let's just refresh their memory about replacement theology and, and how we got there and the impact that that has had on this, this anti-Semitism that we experience in the world. Yeah, well, let me just uh, give a little bit of historical perspective, and that is, uh, when the early church was birthed on the day of Pentecost, that they were all Jewish believers that came to faith at that time. The early apostles were Jews, and they were the ones that brought the gospel to the Gentiles in the known world at that time throughout the Roman Empire. Um, within, the few, within about three centuries, um, a theology that I would call a heresy developed. You mentioned replacement theology. Another word for that is supersessionism. And what does that mean? Well, it means that mm -hmm. because most Jewish people did not accept Jesus as their promised Messiah, and they're waiting for another Messiah, uh, God has rejected them in return. And if God has rejected the Jews because they rejected his son, then the church should reject them as well. They are no longer God's chosen people. There's a new chosen race, and that is Christians, those who follow Jesus as their Messiah and Savior. 
And it has actually led then in many ways to different forms of anti-Semitism. So if God has rejected the Jews, well, it's natural to hate the Jews um, and be angry that the Jews did not receive their Savior and did not join us as Christians in following him. And so that has caused many people to justify their hatred of the Jews. And this is a serious problem. It very much is a serious problem, and it it creeps its way into uh, you know some of our understanding of of scripture. It, it's insidious in many ways. You know, I always tell people that when I was a young pastor, uh, I would never consider myself you know anti-Semitic. However, um, I never connected all of the amazing and wonderful sort of passages and prophecies that related specifically to the the people in the land of Israel. I never, I never connected them properly. You know, we, we love to take those things and uh, contextualize them for ourselves, which, you know, I, I always tell people, I don't think that's wrong necessarily, but it is wrong if we do it at the expense of, of the original, uh, the original intent of the text. And so, this is what kind of, um, you know, bugs me a little when I go into churches and there's very little recognition of the fact that believers should, uh, you know, be be supportive of Israel uh, because I think, you know, I think not supporting um, and and having a, a view that God has no plans for Israel in the future is is borderline anti-Semitism itself. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it is. And what we forget is that the Apostle Paul, who understood himself to be the apostle or an apostle to the Gentiles, uh, still maintained a love for his own people and an expectation that they will come to know Jesus as their Messiah. And when it comes to prayer, and that's much of your burden, uh, you know, Paul says things like this in Romans chapter 9, uh, verse 1. Paul says, I tell you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. And then he goes on to share all of the spiritual riches that the Jewish people have brought to the world, to the Gentile world. And uh, he says, the Israelites to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all the eternally blessed God. So Paul is saying, we owe a deep sense of gratitude to the Jewish people for bringing us our spiritual riches and most of all, bringing us the, their Messiah, Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. And so Paul's got this burden for the salvation of Israel, and God and Paul has this great appreciation for the Jewish people and what they brought, spiritually speaking, to the world. And then he talks in the next chapter about praying for Israel. And he says this, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. So Instead of hating the Jews and rejecting the Jews, Paul is encouraging us 
to be uh, to be grateful to the Jewish people for what they brought to us, and have a burden to, that they might come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And, and so, and with that, we ought to be loving them. And and God from the very beginning chose Israel and said that I have an everlasting love for you. And and God is the covenant-keeping God. He doesn't just suddenly change his mind. Uh, If he changed his mind about uh, choosing an election, then all of us have something to worry about. Because what if we, at one moment or another, uh, sin or turn our back on him? Um, And then we suddenly realize that we're lost and we want to come back to the Lord well, maybe he won't receive us back because maybe he doesn't really love us or maybe because we've sinned and because we've rejected him at some point, then he's rejected us forever. So this has implications for for yeah. Christians as well. If, if God doesn't keep his promises to the Jewish people, how can we be sure he'll keep his promises to us? Now, Wayne, you have been doing this a lot longer than I have, sharing this message with, you know, believers around the world, encouraging believers to, you know, find a place in their hearts, uh, you know, to to understand the Jewish people, support, bless the Jewish people. What's the best approach to that? You know, we we um, it's challenging sometimes to to get this message across without it sounding sort of exclusive or that kind of thing. So just share your thoughts, your opinion on that. Well, as we speak to Christians around the world, the church, it's important for us to once again emphasize the contribution that the Jewish people have made to our salvation. You know, Jesus said to that Samaritan woman at the well, he said, salvation is from the Jews. So we owe our very uh, salvation to the Jewish people. So I think what we need to tell people in the church is be thankful, be grateful. And in any any relationship you might have with a Jewish person, uh, that you would express that. And how you would show appreciation can be very practical in maybe some of the causes that they support that are good causes and come alongside and partner with them in some good um, effort, good way of reaching out to Israel or to the Jewish people in whatever context they're in, because they do have great needs. And sometimes we need to be advocates for the Jewish people. And when they are being attacked unfairly and Jewish people are not perfect, like none of us are perfect. And maybe the issue is, you know, Israel and, and politics and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and all of those sorts of things. Again, Israel's not perfect, but there are many times where Israel is being treated unfairly and according to a standard that they don't treat any other country. They, they, they treat Israel at a much higher standard. And there are times when we just have to come along and say, you know what, you're being unfair. You're not telling the whole truth. You're telling a partial part, part of the truth, but not the whole truth. So there are many ways that we should be approaching the church and saying, hey, show your appreciation by standing with Israel in Israel's time of need. Uh, come alongside, be a friend, help in some practical way. Come alongside ministries, Christian ministries and Messianic ministries that are reaching out to the Jewish people. So not just be passive about it, not just listen to the news and don't think about Israel only in terms of uh, 
signs of the return of Christ, eschatology as we call it, uh, and, and don't mm-hmm. approach Jewish people on the condition that they will believe everything we we the message that we bring to them. It should be an unconditional love that we have. Yes, sow the seed, but don't try to in any way push or manipulate into. Uh, we need to build relationships with trust with Jewish people before we can even share uh, the gospel in fullness. Amen. Well, I'll uh, I'll ask another question. Uh, You know, you talked about our connections with Jewish people and how we can uh, sort of best show our, our love to them. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think is important about what, what FCF does and what you do with firm is that, we are working with with trusted partners on the ground in Israel who are in the best position i feel to uh you know to share this message to show the love of yeshua to the jewish people and um i think that that that's one key and we uh you know want to encourage people to connect with uh, those kinds of those kinds of ministries as well as you know all of the other good Jewish uh, agencies, ministries, or sorry, organizations, NGOs that are doing uh, work with, um, you know, with, with immigration, with Aliyah, with uh, um, those kinds of things as well. We, we want to, to be able to show uh, our, our love in that way. And it's, you know, the tricky part is, you know, uh, to do so without, without an agenda always, without strings attached. How do you uh, how do you navigate that? Well, I think you've expressed it well. I think we we really have to have that kind of attitude. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Martin Luther, the great reformer, and I have great uh, gratitude to him for his teachings. But near the end of his life, he got very frustrated in trying to share the gospel with Jewish people. He had thought that they would come to know the Lord en masse. And when that didn't happen, he actually became angry and frustrated so much that he Mm. really began to hate the Jewish people and wrote a pamphlet uh, called The Jews and Their Lies. And I've quoted Luther from that pamphlet on many occasions, and it shocks Christians always to hear what he says. And, and, yeah. and that's where we need to be so careful that we don't have an agenda, that, that our love is unconditional, it's pure, it's sincere. And I just think we need to emphasize and reemphasize that all the time. Well, that's one of the reasons that we are, uh, you know, making this call to believers to come together and to join us. And uh, we want to... Um, kind of just let people know if you're listening, if you're watching, we are doing some uh, further prayer meetings from Halifax beginning on the 31st of August and moving our way uh, back toward the West, toward Ontario, through uh, through New Brunswick, Quebec, and uh, and Eastern Ontario with, with prayer meetings. Um, we have a number of them planned. You can find the schedule on our website, firstcenturyfoundations.com slash IPW Canada. And if you go there, you'll see the schedule. But all of this is going to culminate with a great event on 
Yom Kippur, the first evening of Yom Kippur, Sunday, September the 24th. And we will be meeting at Portico Community Church in Mississauga, Ontario. And we have planned uh, an afternoon of Israel-based ministry exhibits, as well as two documentary screenings. We're going to be showing uh, Miraculous Peace, which is a, a part six of a documentary series that First Century Foundations produced. We're going to be showing Israel and its defenders uh, produced by the Abraham Global Peace Initiative. And uh, you can choose one of those in the afternoon. And then at six in the evening, we have uh, a prayer service that uh, we're calling the Israel Prayer Watch Summit. And it's going to be a great time of worship and a challenge from the Word of God, as well as some directed prayer for Israel. And this is all in a way to to bring together and culminate our Israel Prayer Watch Canada tour and have people sign the Solidarity Pledge and pray together with us for Israel to bless Israel. And um, Wayne, you are our keynote speaker that evening. And so, uh, you know, don't give away what you're going to talk to us about, but uh, just kind of challenge people to, to come and, and join us and to be a part of that. It's so important that we pray together. Where two or three are gathered, the Lord is in the midst, and there is power in corporate prayer. So I really encourage all of our listeners to to attend that. It's also a place to get more informed, more inspired, more equipped uh, to be um, a person who connects with Jewish people, connects with Israel, and develops relationships. And it'll be a great place to network with others that have a similar heart. And probably some brand new relationships will begin at that strategic gathering. So come along. I look forward to seeing you. And I'm going to be sharing from God's word, give a biblical basis for all of these things we're talking about. Amen. Well, thank you, Wayne. And we certainly appreciate your time today in uh, coming and sharing with us about these very important topics. And we look forward to a great time together at the summit in Mississauga. Uh, again, it's September 24th, begins at three in the afternoon. Uh, the evening session will be at 6 p.m. And we want to challenge you to go to our website, firstcenturyfoundations.com slash IPW Canada. And if you click on the, the summit, you'll have an opportunity there to register. Registration is free, but we would love for you to uh, just go on and let us know that you're coming. We would appreciate you doing that. And we are looking forward to a great time together. And um, Wayne, thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this and uh, for being with us on the podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. Looking forward to it. Shalom, and thank you for listening to Keeping It Israel. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and consider supporting us to keep the conversation going. And just so you know, you can watch this podcast on our First Century Foundation's YouTube channel, where you will find all of our Keeping It Israel interviews and much more from First Century Foundations. So don't forget to subscribe. First Century Foundations exists to turn hearts around the world toward the land, people, and God of Israel. We support over 70 ministries in Israel who are doing an incredible work on behalf of the kingdom of God in so many different ways. We also take tours to Israel and we would love to have you join us. Please visit firstcenturyfoundations.com to learn more about the work we do and how you can stay connected.
Until next time, from all of us at First Century Foundations, God bless you and God bless Israel. Israel.